Matthew Pantelis, Talking Adelaide on 1395 5AA. 27 to 12 on 5AA. Well, every year hundreds of Australians are celebrated through the Order of Australia. It's the nation's highest honour for outstanding achievement and service. Includes people from all backgrounds right across the country and state who do all kinds of work or volunteering roles. And the way it works, the Governor-General approves the final list of recipients. They're publicly announced on Australia Day, the the King's birthday these days, in June as well. And uh, all South Australians are eligible to be nominated for the Australian Honour and Award System, and nominations are welcome all year round. Nominating someone a way of recognising and celebrating the contribution they have made, their achievements and the impact they have had on South Australia. One L in Pantelis, by the way. Anyone can nominate someone for an Order of Australia General Division Award. Nominating is easy and done via an online portal so you can jump online and do it. My next guest received an Order of Australia in the Queen's Birthday Honours List back in 2019 for significant service to community health and to the people of South Australia through a range of roles uh, including CEO of the Cancer Council, being the first Lieutenant Governor of SA, serving from 2014, first female uh, Lieutenant Governor from 2014 until 2022, long time, senior management positions in the health sector and uh, former board opera, uh, board director opera SA. I'm talking about Professor Brenda Wilson. Professor Wilson, good morning. Thank you very much, Matthew. Thank you for, for coming in. So, and well done on the AO all those years ago. Um, we've all heard about the Australia Day and King's Birthday Honours and know of recipients. Tell us in your words about the program, your own words. Well, it's, uh, by the way, Matthew, it's an AM I have. I would oh, like to have an AO, but no, it's an AM. I should correct you on that just yeah, in case there's sure. some listeners out there who know. So it's a fabulous program. And as you were saying, anyone can nominate. You just go onto the website, Australian Honours and Awards, and on the left-hand column, it says nominate uh, someone for an award. Mm. And I think it's a great opportunity to nominate, though, anybody, um, any an ordinary person in our community who does... Uh, volunteers their time for the benefit of our community what do you need to have done though because i mean in the radio industry people have got them just for being on radio and that's kind of like well you're just doing your job really i think that's a good point and essentially it should be more than just doing your job and i nominated quite a few women recently and a few men and they were people who not only have excelled um nationally and internationally in their careers but Mm. have also volunteered their time I, for example, volunteered my time on a number of boards. A lot of boards pay uh, remuneration to board directors now, but in the old days that was uh, hugely for only volunteering work and uh, Opera SA is one of those yeah. boards that I was fortunate to sit on and that is uh, volunteering and um, it's a just a wonderful way to contribute your time to the community benefit. Okay. Getting the Order of Australia in 2019 for your service, it was for community health. What did that mean to you? I mean, you've been recognised for the outstanding work you've done, leading the Cancer Council, for instance, for so many years, and uh, that must be tremendously rewarding. 
Oh, being CEO at Cancer Council was one of the greatest jobs I've ever had. It was um, incredibly rewarding. And there was also an opportunity in that job to volunteer time as well outside the role of chief executive. For example, we had a very good program called Ride for the Re- for a Reason where the mm. Premier and some leading business people in South Australia, there were 10 of us and the Governor at the time, Kevin Scarce, who all rode for a reason and we were raising money for uh, cancer research in South Australia and I personally raised... Uh, over eight and a half thousand dollars, which well, I was very proud of. Yeah. Apart from also riding thirty-five kilometres um, on a very hot day. Good for you. <laughs> Are you a bike rider normally? I do. Yes, yeah? I do like okay. bike riding. I have to say, uh, my partner and I have uh, now got electric bikes because okay. we are getting a little bit older. Yeah. But uh, in Adelaide, we don't, and so we often ride non-electric bikes down to Brighton and back. But. Um, Yes, Very we good, are bike riders. Good way of keeping fit. Very good way. Talk about your career highlights, Brenda. You've done so much. It's interesting. I was talking to my husband last night about career highlights and I was thinking of the great opportunity that nursing provided caring for people. Yeah. He said, no, no, they don't mean that. They mean, you know, when you were nominated as Lieutenant Governor, for example. So... There are two ways of looking um, yeah. at that question, I think, Matthew. Okay. And uh, I was very proud um, to be asked by the Premier of the time, Jay Weatherall, to go to his office. And uh, um, I said to my uh, secretary, just tell him I'm not prepared. I need to know what the question is. And she said, no, it's confidential. You just need to go and see him. So I went into his office and he said to me, would you like to be the Lieutenant Governor of South Australia? And I said, oh, is there a uniform? And he just <laughs> laughed and, and said no. And I said, well, I'll need to think about it. So... I guess that was a highlight. I think um, being uh, receiving a Telstra Businesswoman Award was was a highlight in my career okay. for the research and changes in the way in which we did things in the public health service. So we changed a lot of ways in terms of delivering care, and I think often ramping today would um, be much worse if we hadn't done a lot of that work 20 years ago. So yeah. there are a couple of highlights, I think, in yeah. my career. What's the Lieutenant Governor do? I mean, do you live in Government House as well? No, sadly. Um, <laughs> but there is an opportunity if the governor goes away that the lieutenant governor is able to reside there but I chose not to do yeah. that um, the, the role of the lieutenant governor is really to support the governor the best way possible uh, we currently have a female governor so when she is out of town the lieutenant governor um, would reside over what's called executive council okay. that's the meeting of cabinet yeah. um, I think they meet still every Thursday morning um, and to look at all the legislative changes and other things that the governor would normally sign off yeah. on so just really to fill in when the governor is okay. not available, so right. act as the head of our state at that. So you'd time. be signing legislation into law in that role if you were filling in. Yeah. That's right. Wow. That's what you do. Yes. Okay. We've talked about career highlights. What has led you to a career in health in the very beginning? So initially in nursing, right? That's right. In 1973, I like Loitcher O'Donoghue. Yeah. I trained as a nurse at Royal Adelaide Hospital. A very proud um, organisation to have trained in long before the days of uh, nursing having uh, a university degree. Uh, it was, you know, we were baby boomers. It was great to leave home. You could live in the nurses' yeah. home, and so there were lots of reasons that weren't really to do with caring for people. Um, but um, I realised uh, soon after starting nursing that it was a wonderful career and also, um, you, know, you know, to contribute to the lives and health of individuals, but also a great stepping stone to do a range of other things. And um, I was out 
with the, at the opening of the Flinders University city campus the other night. The Premier and the Governor were there opening that and uh, there were about eight nurses there all doing different things and uh, the camaraderie that nurses have is actually quite special. So, yes, it's been a great career and a great platform to do a lot of other things which I've done in my working life. I'm sure it still must be just a rewarding career but you, you look at hospitals today and you, you know full well the, the pressures that people are under and I just wonder, do they burn out too quickly today? Are they they under just so much stress and pressure that it just becomes too much? Look, I think, Matthew, that's a really good question. And I think a lot of nurses actually work part-time now, not full-time. Mm. But I'm also, I sit on the board of uh, ATCHA, which is um, Flinders Private Memorial Nashford Hospital, and on the Women's and Children's Health Network. And we hear a lot about how hard nurses work. They are really uh, very committed people, and I think it's about organisations looking after our staff as much as we can and uh, listening to their needs. And, uh, yes, it's a tough environment in which to work, and I think the public is um, also very demanding yeah. on the health system generally. So, yes, it's a tough environment, and good on those nurses and doctors and allied health people who continue to work in our fantastic health system that we have in South Australia. It's changed a lot, 51 years since you started, obviously, and yeah. I don't know, would you recommend it as a career these days? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a fabulous career and we were only saying that as a group of nurses uh, the other the other evening at the opening of the Flinders uh, campus in the city. Yeah. It, yes, it's a... Um, it's a wonderful career and I would recommend it uh, to uh, both men and women uh, to take up. What impact did the honour have on your career? I think, uh, in truth, uh, Matthew, I'd, my career had already progressed. So I would say uh, not terribly much, except that the boards I sit on, there are a number of us who have an award. So it's great to be on... Um, I guess on par with uh, some of the other people who sit on the boards and Flinders mm. University Council that I sit on. Um, there are, as I said, a number of us who have a, um, an honour, so it's yeah. great to be part of that group. So you, you spoke about nominating other people for an award. What's the motivation there? Is you just recognising what they've done, essentially that? Yes, exactly. And uh, when I was Lieutenant Governor, I was asked by someone who worked in uh, in um, in government to think about whether there were any women who could be nominated. Mm. And it was very easy to think uh, of a large number, and I nominated people from health in nursing, from yeah. law, uh, from science. I also nominated a few men who had contributed significantly nationally and internationally in cancer research and gone above and beyond. Okay. And I think when you were talking earlier about um, it's just they get for doing just what they do, these people also sit on committees and do a lot of work outside their normal role. So... Mm. Um, I, all of the people I put up, and I, they don't know who they were or are, yeah. um, uh, all got their awards. Oh, so I was they? very pleased. Oh, good. That. Well, yeah. that's good. Uh, is, and it's not difficult to do, obviously, something anyone can do in front of a computer. Yeah, it's getting easier. Um, you, really, you, if you can work a computer, you can do that. But I think you can also, you could probably get a paper copy somewhere. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yes, it's pretty easy to do. All right. Why should South Australians consider nominating someone for a, an award? I remember when I was Lieutenant Governor just going to the awards and uh, the Lieutenant Governor gets invited by the Governor to all of the uh, award ceremonies and both uh, Kim Bannister, my partner, and I we, uh, would go often go and it was so humbling to see so many people from different walks of life that had done so many different things yeah. 
just contributing to the fabric of our society. So if you know anybody like that who you think might be worthy, then I think it's nice to recognise. And those people who volunteer their time do not look for recognition, mm. mostly. Yeah, they yeah. do it because they've got a passion for doing well, it. Well, that's exactly it, isn't it? I mean, even radio, you're not doing it for no. an award. You're doing it because it's good fun. Yes, in my well, you case. look like you're having yeah. a great time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, look, shorts and whatever, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, okay, so Lieutenant Governor, as we said, must have been just absolutely fantastic in the role. Uh, who did you meet through that? I mean, did you travel around the state in the way the governor does as lieutenant governor and cut ribbons, go to, you know, eat a lot of scones um, and jam and whatever? I've, uh, I was lieutenant governor for three different governors. Yeah. Um, Kevin Scarce, who Australians know, was the first governor, then uh, Hugh Van Lay, yeah. and uh, then the current governor, Her Excellency. Um, and... Uh, they they all work really hard, so there's not a lot of opportunity to do that. It's really just backup, I guess. Okay. So not a lot of travelling around the uh, country, um, a little bit, but not a lot. Um, but uh, yes, um, a great honour to have done that kind of work. Did the Queen visit in any of those years? No, but no. Charles and Camilla, okay. who uh, he wasn't king then, no. uh, did visit and. Uh, um, it was the role of the Lieutenant Governor to see them off at the airport really? when they left in their private uh, aeroplane. So that was uh, quite um, an honour. I remember Gail Gago and I at the time were the two people nominated right. to see them off at the airport. So that's quite a while ago now. Yeah. But uh, yes, a very charming couple they were. Chat or much I, about their time here? Well, they were, Camilla was hurrying Charles up because he was chatting to people in the line <laughs> and, uh, she was, I thought, wow, she's, uh, she looks like quite a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, yeah it was, um, a, f- a, f- a few words, but yeah, they're nice. all, speak of the, they're on the, oh, are they on the telly at the phone? moment? Yes. Right. At the Super Bowl, are they? Or yeah, no, no, they were just, on okay. The <laughs> Here we go. Uh, what's left for you to achieve? What, what have you got planned now? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I'm going to continue with my board work, which I really enjoy in my Flinders uh, University Council work. Mm. I'm also a grandmother to four granddaughters, and we have a fifth granddaughter on the way. So that's um, quite a lot of fun, uh, very tiring. But uh, both volunteering and uh, grandparenting, I've been reading, actually lower your... uh, stress and anxiety and depression so they're good things to do and they certainly uh enable you to have a really good sleep at night so a lot more of those is is that when you hand the grandkids back the stress levels drop or yeah i think that's absolutely right (laughs) absolutely right cancer obviously the fight in that and and your role as cancer council ceo for 10 or so years a bit over that so Mm. that must still remain a huge passion with you oh absolutely and um I was. Uh, I sent a note to Chris Picton, our health uh, minister, the other day, saying I was walking along the beach at Port Elliot and I was just astounded to see how many young people sunbaking. Yeah. I don't think um, they really realise um, the serious nature of melanoma and yeah. a lot of babies and um, young children without long sleeves and long things covering their legs and yeah. really they shouldn't be out in the sun between the hours of 10 and 3. Mm. And my husband says to me, just, just don't say anything. And I, <laughs> and I don't say anything, but, um, I also, you know, tobacco and having regular bowel cancer screening checks, they're all front of mind for yeah. me. And, uh, um, we were quite proud of our work at Cancer Council in those days for lowering the rates of, uh, um, cans of, um, smoking and mm. those kinds of things. Well, yeah. they've stayed down. What do you make of the whole vaping thing? Yes, I thought you might ask me about vaping. Of course, I'm not very up with it. And, um, I do like the Qantas, um, thing where they say in vaping, whatever that is, um, when you, 
catch yeah. it onto its flight. But uh, I think it's tragic. I mean, it was just beginning to be a problem when I was CEO at Cancer Council, and that's, uh, well, probably 10 years ago now. So they've got a lot of work at Cancer Council to do to work with government to stop yeah. this ridiculous habit. It looks just so trendy, I think, yeah, and yeah. they've got it in lovely colours and flavours, and that's uh, obviously part of the problem. Mm. Interesting you talk about sunburn, because I've been bringing this release from SA Health in with me for the last week. It came out last Saturday, Saturday mm. week ago, and it talks about the spike in presentations over primarily January, uh, given this is uh, a week and a half or two two weeks old, young people and, and children, sunburn-related injuries, 15 people treated for severe sunburn in hospital. I mean, imagine how bad sunburn has to be for you to end up in hospital. Yes. I'm not talking about a tan here. No, we're not talking about a tan. And... Um the UV, and if the UV is greater than three, we will get sunburn, and this is serious sunburn. Yeah. And these are, I mean, there's some evidence that if you're five years and under living in a country like the UK, yeah. where there's not the, the sun like we have here. I mean, we have the highest rates of melanoma in the world in Australia, and Queensland of all the states has the highest. It's yeah. a serious issue, but it isn't taken seriously by young people or parents of young children who, and this idea of peak caps, they look mm. trendy, the pale pink ones and things like that, but really we need to look unattractive in a broad brim <laughs> hat that covers our ears and our neck. Yeah, well, and, it's true. Yeah. yeah absolutely, mm. if you're out in the sun for a while and, and nothing more uncomfortable too than trying to oh. dodge the sun when you're not properly no. decked out for it. No. You know, So you're right, a hat, it might not be trendy, but <laughs> it does the job. Yeah. Uh, just finally, where do people go to make a nomination for the Honours uh, list, the the Order of Australia list? Well, I think as you were saying earlier, it's pretty easy. Yeah. They can just log on to the website. Just, um, just Google put, Order of Australia? Yeah, they can. They can do that. Uh, Australian Honours and Awards okay. is the site. Official, but yeah. even if you just put in Australian Awards. Yeah. Um, so it's open to um, anyone uh, if you're a resident um, of Australia. Professor Brenda Wilson, we've spoken many times as uh, in your capacity as CEO of the Cancer Council. Lovely to meet you today for the first time. Uh, and uh, and well done on, on what you've achieved here in South Australia. Thank you very much, Matthew, and a great pleasure. Enjoy your day. Thank you. 5AA Mornings with Matthew Pantelis.